to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got a couple answers and some teases from the weekly stream, as well as a dev update that talks about some of the small changes that are going to be coming early March. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hall podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, one year anniversary. That's right. The podcast has been live for over one year now, and it's been an amazing journey. Let me tell you, I started this a year ago. Terra Nova convinced me after a scale test that we should be doing some sort of content. So he pushed me to uh, pick a name, which he offered up Keelhauled for me. And I sat down and recorded my thoughts on the game so far and what the game is for about 30 minutes. Now, I had different art and I had different music back then. I had different uh, recording situations, and things have progressed and gotten better over time, and I hope that they keep getting better in the future, but this year has definitely taught me that being a content creator uh, means a lot to me. It means a lot that people uh, are enjoying the content that I'm putting out and are hopefully finding it fun and entertaining. I know that there's a lot of games out there. And the people that come around to Sea of Thieves are some of the best community uh, people that I, I've ever gotten a chance to play with. I really enjoy sailing with them and looking forward to sailing with others in the future. As the game grows, it's just going to get more and more interesting as we go further into like the arena and having different threats on islands. Uh, just seeing what they bring as far as you know potential future campaigns. It's it's been amazing, and I can't wait to see what another year of the podcast brings us. So I just wanted to reach out, take a couple seconds, and say a heartfelt thank you to everyone listening to this. I, I know who you are, and if I don't, feel free to get in touch with me. I really appreciate the fact that you're even listening to it. It, it is so amazing to have people in countries that I never, I never thought I'd ever, I think, you know, I never thought my voice would ever reach them. I've never thought people in Norway would hear me. I never thought people in, uh, uh, you know, like Brazil, uh, you know, in, in France, Italy, I never thought I'd have people in those countries listening to my voice. So it's been a true eye-opening experience. It's been great. And you guys have been some of the most supportive people. I've ever had in anything I've ever done. Uh, I've, I've, you know, come from a theater background back in Alaska when I and I used to do community theater out there, uh, and and even then it was it was nice, but it was it was paled in comparison to the amount of people that support me now, and it just it's so heartfelt uh, to to be able to say that you are the best. Uh, you really are. I know a lot of podcasts say that they've got the best communities. And that may be true for them, but for me, I wouldn't change anything about uh, what what our community is like, except that I hope that it gets better and bigger as we go into the second year for Keelhauled. So thank you. Thank you very much. Next up on today's docket, let's talk about the weekly dev update video. So again, we get another weekly dev update video as uh, we always do on every Wednesday unless something happens. And this was uh, an interesting dev 
video because it talked about a few things that I wasn't really expecting. So if you've listened to last week's episode, you know that there was a bit of a rumbling going on about people who got codes from the free to or free with friends uh, promotion that they uh, or friends play free. Sorry, the promotion that was going on uh, early in February. And as a result, they're going to be getting the mercenary set if they continue to play the game, which is great. Uh, they have an opportunity to get a set that was uh, highly coveted when the game first came out. Not many people got it. A lot of people ended up getting the Black Dog set from pre-ordering, but there are a few people that really uh, reached out to me and said, you know, that I think it's, it's really a big bummer that I don't get to have that set. And I, I can understand, you know, as someone that wants to have all the clothing, uh, I totally understand that having that, that DLC code means a lot and I think thanks to this update video they were planning on doing this uh, originally but I think that because of the, the the noise that was coming from Reddit in particular I think that they decided to go ahead and announce this anyway just to kind of stem the tide of people trying to buy codes off of others who get it uh, from like eBay because uh, those those scalpers tend to be kind of uh i think it went from five dollars when the game first launched to ninety dollars now and uh it's it's just going to be even more uh coveted as more and more people become aware my best advice to you is hold off don't ever spend any money on ebay for codes it's always a gamble and you're never sure if you're going to get what you get uh, or what you paid for and with them coming in the next month or so, there's not really a reason to lose out on that cash. So hold on to that. They're going to be bringing the mercenary set to shops in a month or so, according to Joe. And then everyone can have the mercenary set. Though the Black Dog set is still something that is exclusive to people that pre-ordered. And to be perfectly honest, I kind of hope it stays that way. Uh, I feel special knowing that back when the game was coming out, I opted to pre-order it to get the Black Dog C set. Uh, or clothing set and it matches well with my obsidian weapon and equipment set and I still have my day one patch uh, those things still feel very near and dear to me even though I don't wear them all the time they still pop in from once in a while um, going into the next part of the update uh, they decided to go ahead and, and start tweaking some of the weapon changes that came with the last update. Now, with the last update, there were some big changes to gunplay, and I imagine that those are still being uh, analyzed and that they haven't really come to a conclusion whether or not everything is going to work out well. I imagine that there will probably be some tweaks here and there as time goes on so it, everything may not be a hundred percent set in stone but the sword play is an interesting change uh, i personally have not run into this but i have seen a couple clips where people have taken uh, video of them blocking and swords not properly blocking and generally when you remove the delay with uh, swings if you miss then you can generally start spamming it and that kind of breaks down some of the the, the coordination and the skill that comes in involved with using a sword in combat uh, you typically don't get some of those kind of specific plays with say a lunge that would give you a more powerful blow but there's always a downside to it you always are left stuck after a while and with 
having a, uh, a delay removed off of the sword swing, then you're you're essentially able to stun lock someone because you'll constantly be hitting them and getting the three swings in, which always kind of interrupts what they're doing. It makes it harder for them to block if the block works at all or registers. So what they'll be doing is they're going to be doing a small tweak. Now they didn't go into details, but if I had to if I had to guess based on the information they gave us, I'm going to say that they're probably going to add a slight delay if you miss the first swing that will open up uh, an opportunity for the person that is fighting against you to get some attacks in. Otherwise, it's kind of relying on a kind of a gunplay at that point. You kind of have to get a blunderbuss out if you want to do something. All in all, it's great to see that they are committed to looking at the, the numbers, checking feedback, seeing how people feel about it, and ignoring the, the people that are not being critical, but just being boisterous. Or boisterous? Boisterous. I think it's boisterous. You guys will let me know. And to be perfectly fair, I've I had someone even engage in Twitter uh, the other day, and they just there was nothing but hate and vitriol. Uh, they'd been playing the game for a long time, apparently. It's hard to know if that's accurate or not. But they were basically they they said that they're catering to the small minority uh, for the gun changes and removed the the fun that went into uh, PvP and killed the comp competitive nature of uh, gunplay. Now, when it comes down to it, I don't think that the competitive gunplay is is dead. I think that the guns are more balanced now, and you have to be aware of that. I mean, if you play any other game that has a lot of gunplay, any small tweak that they do to the guns are going to be, you know, there's going to be a, a, a bit of a learning curve. And generally, just like with the barrels, when they make a change, people are going to be upset about that. And I imagine over time, we'll just kind of accept that this is the way it's going to be and we'll work out a new way to be able to take down players quickly. But giving players an opportunity to respond as opposed to just not having any any ability to actually respond uh, between gun switches is unfair and not competitive to me. If you can take out someone without giving them an opportunity to fight back, then, I mean, that's great if it's, you know, Metal Gear Solid and you're sneaking around a corner and you take out a guard, but this is a pirate game, you know. We're, we're not super quick to be able to pull out two guns that quickly and fire them from the hip and take someone out in, you know, less than a second. That's just not... That's not a, a, a realistic kind of pirate experience to me. That's just game mechanics that are inherently flawed. And they, they've addressed that. I'd like to see, you know, how much drop off there was, if any, if people were just too upset with the, the, with the change in the, in the gun meta. But regardless, these changes will always come and go. Nothing's set in stone in the community is very good about making sure that Rare knows how they feel uh, as uh, overall. And for the most part, I would say that Rare is probably one of the best companies. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things that I probably would like to change, but I don't think I'll ever get those changes. But I think those are technical limitations, not, not uh, anything that they wouldn't do just because they don't want to do it. So with uh with that being said they listen and and you guys know they listen if you're listening to me you you know that they listen they they listen all the time so if something comes up and they and you know say like a new weapon gets added and they need to address balance based off of that then i'm sure we'll all have to work out how swords work when we get our hatchets or our harpoons did i did i say hatchets all right we, we never know 
we, we could be getting hatchets. We're probably getting hatchets. I don't know if we're getting hatchets. It's totally made up, but we're probably getting them, right? I don't know. You know, who knows? They know. They won't tell us, though. So I've been thinking about uh, this episode and just kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, overall. And um, I I feel like I kind of want to make a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Nothing in particular. A lot of what's going on is just kind of like slow build. We're getting to the point now where we're closing in on the end of the month. It's less than a month away before the announcement for whatever the big update's going to be coming out. And as a result, I, I, I kind of want to build hype, but to be fair, we, we don't know much more than we already have. We've had a lot of speculation in the past, and uh, as we get closer, it just feels like a lot of that's just getting confirmed. I think in the game right now, some of the most interesting stuff are some of the Uncharted Isles uh, having additions to them. Uh, I've seen a couple of photos of some stuff that's popped around on the internet about you know, relics and you know, mysterious artifacts and you know, just general stuff that we, we haven't had a whole lot of lore around. You know, we, we know about the uh, the merfolk and that they are around and they help us and there are some that won't help us. But for the most part, we don't know much about the ancient civilizations or the powers that they, that they have. Uh, I still kind of think back all the time to why are we destroying mermaid statues uh where did the mermaid statues come from and why are there gems sought after by all uh all of the trade companies and why was duke the dark lord so adamant about us destroying them in the first place back in july so i'm interested to see like where that goes i would love to see how those questing systems uh change potentially some of the uh, the lore driven stuff content that's coming to the game hopefully and uh, you know we get other stuff that's a little more apparent like uh, cooking and uh the 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 gap in the railing for the ships now i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit so bear with me but for the most part as as you look at the game right now uh you've got the the weekly stream that we had with uh, captain j which was a lot of fun i had a good time seeing aaron lee and uh, uh, Shelly and Joe and John kind of play around and they, they had a good stream they did a lot and the whole goal of them trying to get as many people on the ship just did not work out and if I could add just a, a quick little note about um, the weekly streams the weekly streams are there to kind of showcase the, the guest and that always tends to kind of go awry when you run into other pirates that are using in-game voice because uh, then you start getting weird background noises. You know, you start getting people with with uh, uh, smoke alarms that are low battery. You get kids in the background. You get dogs barking or, you know, people with leaf blowers in their living room. Who knows what? And it tends to, to kind of break down the... Uh, the kind of natural camaraderie that can happen on a ship and getting the chance for uh, uh, people to actually talk with the devs and you know start poking them about questions and things like that it, it tends to make it a bit tougher when you start getting people who aren't in on the the stream 
just kind of playing naturally uh, in in that in environment where their voices are heard and stuff. And not to not to you know, it's not the people's fault. They didn't ask to be on stream and they didn't ask, they didn't know what was going on. So it's just one of those things I, I tend to have noticed that I tend to get kind of uh, frustrated when there's lots of voices on a boat kind of all talking over each other and you lose that kind of uh, opportunity for the guests to really kind of converse with the devs and talk about the game talk about what's coming in the game talk about the the guests history how they got into the game you know what do they do community content wise stuff like that so it's it's interesting uh i am glad that a lot of the the clowning around with the sniping has has disappeared though i am very happy that there aren't any uh clowns kind of bouncing around on on deck anymore trying to uh disrupt or or um uh kind of uh, upstage the 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 actual weekly stream you know if you want to do that there's plenty of ways to actually stream just start streaming so anyway to to kind of stop belaboring the point um they did talk about how the gaps in the railing really kind of draw you in or draw you to them and that's that's it's one of those things if you're if you're into it like me and, and a bunch of other community members we've been we've been looking at all the the little you know, string of code that have come out or screenshots and speculation. And for the most part, we kind of understand that we're going to be getting uh, like harpoons. Harpoons are a great way to pull a ship towards you. And they're a good way to kind of close a gap uh, when you're actually when you're actually in a fight. So say like you, you want to board someone, but you can't because they're just they're at a weird angle that the cannon won't actually hit. And there's no way to actually get close to them. So having a harpoon and landing that shot and being able to reel them in and then forcing the other player to actually like deal with it is kind of a cool way to kind of bring a little more engagement on the, the from ship to ship. You know, it's kind of a big fantasy of swinging over from ship to ship to be able to to board them and start, you know, taking pirates down and sink them and all that fun jazz. And to uh, to have a harpoon on the ship, I think, would just be a, a real interesting aspect and a good change, uh, an interesting kind of a, a mechanic and see how that works. You know, if you if you have, say, like a megalodon swimming and you and you harpoon it, is it going to be like Jaws? This is going to be something where it will start to run and it will start to drag your ship. And then the harder it drags your ship, the more damage you take. Or, you know, you can actually kind of control it. If you're turning the, the harpoon gun, you can kind of steer it around. Or, or you know, how, how much control could you actually have with a megalodon with a couple hooks in it? Things like that. Uh, I've also been wondering, you know, how, how are these going to be implemented? Are they something that every ship gets right from the get-go? Or is this something that, like gunpowder barrels and rowboats you're gonna to have to find and if you do find them then how do you attach them i mean uh, with a rowboat it, it was kind of interesting to find out you know you, you you hit the interact key to to push it into the water and then once it's in the water you can actually row it over to the ship and then you just have a button to actually dock it and it just kind of like magically elevators itself up to the the top deck there but with a harpoon it seems like those need to be mounted from the start it seems like a, a weird way to how would you actually find those and then uh, put them onto the ship? Or is it one of those things where you actually change the loadout when you get your ship or you go to a dock? Like, do you have to sacrifice a cannon for the sake of putting on a harpoon gun? Uh, would it be too powerful to have a sloop with two cannons and two harpoon guns? It's interesting things, you know, like, will a, will a galleon be able to 
outrun a sloop if a sloop has a harpoon uh, attached to it? Like, can a sloop slow down a, a galleon? Um, or, or at least, you know, if... And here's another question, too. Say, say you have a harpoon and it's hooked into i've been playing a lot of apex legends so this is going to come out of this little thing but say say you have a harpoon and it's hooked into a galleon or another ship can you like zip line across that that little ladder you know like can you zip line across the uh the the rope there can you walk it can you climb along it uh you know we don't really do a whole lot with our hands in the game outside of you know like holding objects and uh, to give us a little more dexterity with those as opposed to just, you know, holding items and, and you know, offering items to other people to be able to use those to uh, to climb along a, uh, a rope would be really kind of cool. It'd be an interesting way to board a ship. Right. So I got a ton of questions about that. I still want to find out more about how it's going to work. Uh, how do you get them? Do, are there any penalties for taking them? Uh, do they come with their own customizations? Are those customizations something that will be unlocked with a campaign? Or are they going to be something that you have to just buy? Uh, you know, it's it, it starts to sound kind of pricey when it comes to gold when uh, you start thinking about them adding modifications to ships. And we haven't even talked about like the, the potential for cosmetics coming as a result of just the new content. You know, generally when they do an update, you're going to get a lot more uh, cosmetic variations, possibly new sets. And we've seen some data mine material out there that has suggested that those things are actually coming. So it could be really cool to see some of the different things that are coming if, if what's in the game files that have been hacked, uh, or not hacked, I shouldn't say hacked, they kind of hacked, I guess, aren't they? I don't know. I don't do that stuff, so I don't really understand the process to it. But, you know, they've been looking that you've got those data miners. They've been mining all night and mining all day, looking for those little gems that they can post on Reddit and be happy for their, you know, day 24 hours of glory as they, they show off something and be really proud about it. But, uh, it, you know, with that stuff coming, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what all comes with it because there's stuff that we know about and there's stuff that we don't. But that's not even all. God, you know, I didn't even get a Okay, we'll take a quick quick break, you know, breather. Let me, let me drink some water here and let me jump into, uh, jump into cooking. Yeah, I love it too. Anyway, so I got a drink. I'm back. Let's talk about cooking. Uh, we had the, we had, you know, if you were on a galleon recently, you may have noticed that they got rid of the, the, the cooking stove and uh, eventually replaced it. Well, the, the replacements here, it looks different and every ship has one. So we know that this is kind of a unified movement. And thanks to Shelly talking about things spicing up and some of the other hints that have been coming along, it's fairly certain to say that in the next update, we're going to be getting cooking. One of the things that we're still not sure on, and I haven't seen anything uh, concrete in the, the whole speculation realm, revolves around fishing. But then again, fishing is just one of those things that I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we build it up, the more disappointed we're going to be when it actually hits. So I just try to avoid it altogether. That being said, and I know some people don't like that, but that being said, I really am kind of looking forward to when this actually drops. I know I said I don't want to hype it up because it's just something that we might get disappointed with, but 
I am really kind of hoping that that comes in the in the next update because I I don't really fish in games. It's not something that's really a big thing for me. I did a lot of it when I used to play World of Warcraft and it was dull and uninteresting. But at the same time, I played a lot of uh, fishing or I did a lot of fishing in like Zelda Ocarina Time and I loved it then. It was great. It was interactive and it was fun. So I I'm interested to see how it plays out in Sea of Thieves because uh, we we don't really have I mean we have docks and we have ships but like how much deep sea fishing are we going to be doing how much fishing off of like a beach are we going to be doing and you know are there going to be different types of fish that are in different areas and if so like you know are we going to use the meat in certain ways like I, I can imagine just thinking about it that we'll probably be able to get like chicken meat. We'll probably be able to get pig meat. We might even get snake meat, but I'm sure we'll probably get stuff like megalodon and kraken meat as well too. And if skeletons had meat, I'm sure we would probably get it from them as well, but they don't. So, you know, obvious answer there. I'm kind of wondering if this is one of those situations where it's just going to be another type of food if there aren't bananas around. And I kind of wonder if there are going to be more types of fruit, like pineapples, coconuts, things that you would traditionally see in, like, the shores of plenty. You know, we only have bananas right now. And I kind of wonder, you know, with cannonballs, it makes sense. Uh, with cannonballs, we have different types. They're very important. You have very specific things that each one does outside of normal ones. And that's that's good because it, it varies ship-to-ship uh, -ship combat. With food, I don't see that being such a big deal. I mean, unless... Because, I mean, the game has you know power spikes or power levels based on the stuff that you've gathered so you know cursed cannonballs are an obvious thing uh, powder kegs are an obvious thing having a rowboat can be a, a big power swing if you if you lose your ship but you still get your loot and you manage to take out the other ship as well you're not out that loot so it, it makes me wonder you know where where does food fit into this or or like ammo types like ammo types make sense but how would you uh, do that the the ui for the game doesn't really allow for you to be able to switch to different types of fruit or food in general so does having like a cooked pig or cooked chicken or cooked kraken what what would those do to you how would those dynamically change the game uh, and, and does it need to be something that dynamically changes the game? And do other parts of, of the world interact with the food as well? Like we have exquisite spices, you know, that go to the Merchant Alliance, but is that something that actually you can use to actually cook uh, some of the meat? Or is it just, you know, kind of take the food, toss it onto the stove, couple seconds later it's done and you just have it in your inventory and it doesn't really do anything except restore health so i'm kind of wondering you know with the potion master that they planned before launch they had potions that would re remove impairing effects like uh you know like a broken leg or a snake bite um things like that or one that would give you like more more hell or more breath when actually swimming is that something that uh, cooking would fill the void on? Like, would that be something that would actually give players 
something different and a way to like imagine if you if you ate a certain type of food like uh like the the kraken meat and the kraken meat gave you stickiness so you could climb onto any part of a ship uh you know and, and pull yourself up onto uh, onto another ship without needing to use the ladder uh like some sort of crazy spider-man food um not that i'm suggesting that you eat spider-man but it's kind of a weird analogy anyway uh or or you know you eat megalodon meat and you have more more breath uh, or you know you can you can sustain under underwater for longer without needing uh, air because it's it's like it's giving you gills or something magical like that you know i'm thinking like gillyweed for for harry potter fans out there uh so it's it's different it's it's interesting to think about that kind of stuff coming and without knowing more, I'm just kind of sitting here wondering to myself, like, what, what is it going to change uh, in the game that, that calls for them to actually want to put it in? Uh, I can understand, you know, fishing. Fishing's fun. It's relaxing. It's something to do. And I can understand cooking to an extent if you don't have bananas. But at the same time, like, I don't see it doing anything substantial outside of removing impairing effects the way the potion master would have or just restoring health so i don't know maybe there'll be uh maybe there'll be some new vendors that come in that will uh more than happily trade you uh currency for cooked kraken meat you know who knows maybe there's another way to capitalize on being able to uh to take down threats in the world instead of them just dishing out loot uh, you know when you beat them because that that is kind of weird you know the the megalodon i can understand it ate a, ate a bunch of ships it's probably eaten a bunch of treasure I'm surprised if a license plate wouldn't be something that just pops out of one one day uh the kraken i less so less less understandable like why loot just comes out of it uh the ghost ships obviously the skeleton ships you know they they have loot we've seen it on there we could have gotten it if we went onto the ship but once it sinks it floats to the surface makes sense uh so i don't know what do you guys think it seems it's such a weird it's such a weird thing that that people want to cook in games to me like that seems like a thing that i don't even like doing that in real life uh like i don't i maybe it's just not for me maybe it's just something that i'll i'll leave someone else to be cookie on the ship they can they'll all you know i'll sit at the helm that's fine i'm good at that i'll let someone else cook they they can they can have fun fishing and cooking and stuff Okay, so going back, next item on the docket that I wanted to talk about deals with the Pioneer program. Now, the Pioneer program, Joe mentioned in this video early, uh, early March, they're going to be giving players a chance to opt in to gain access. I, I'm glad that they said that. I don't know what that means outside of what they already have. Like, I've already opted into the Pioneer system, and I've had a chance of becoming a Pioneer are they just going to be like giving access to more people that have opted in or are they just going to be free for all anyone click a button gain access download the client and then boom you, you get to jump into the pioneer program because if that's the case i think there's going to be a lot more leaks from people that don't care about ndas on burner accounts and you know while while i like seeing that it doesn't really it doesn't really help the process of actually making the game better by testing stuff uh, but at the same time them playing it is still actually helping because there's still analytical data that comes along with that so for now i mean we we kind of know that we're getting a new update 
before March 20th announcement that will give players a chance to opt into the Pioneer so they could test out the arena, they can test out some of the quest changes that they're now getting. And they also talk about uh, some, you know, being able to, um, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I'm talking about. The Basically, pioneers will be able to get to opt into that. Oh, no, I do know what I was going to talk about. They're going to be adding uh, mercenary voyages uh, that are coming with the next update as well, too. Something that'll be, uh, uh, I'm assuming, purchased for doubloons. Uh, something that are very valuable to me and not necessarily something I want to be dumping on mercenary voyages all the time. Unless they add cosmetics. If they add a figurehead and some clothing options, uh, then yeah, I will probably be jumping into the mercenary voyages and doing those. It was nice to, to do the first one a couple times and get some of those grog chests under your belt. And it was a nice little experiment, but I think that with the uh, with the next rollout, uh, it needs to be something that's a little more juicy, a little more tantalizing for me to want to be able to to continue, you know, putting doubloons into the system uh, in exchange for like cosmetics and stuff. That's basically what it is. Just give me cosmetics, and I'll I'll blow the doubloons real quick. And um, I'm trying to think if there's some there was something else that Shelly was talking about. Oh, I think Shelly had mentioned on the weekly stream too, and this is kind of like not necessarily related to uh to to doubloons or to cosmetics or to to build rats any of that but i do remember and i wanted to mention it before i forgot that they are going to be significantly upping the quality and uh, uh, uh reducing the number of islands or distance that you have to go for the cargo runs uh if i remember correctly she said that they're going to be addressing that that it's going to be a lot more tantalizing i guess uh to to do the cargo runs runs because that's been a big pain point since october uh when they came out when we realized that for all intents purposes it's still quicker and more interesting to do the regular merchant alliance quests so that you you get a lot of gold out of those instead so i'm i'm glad i don't mind doing cargos if it's worth it to me but you know it's going to be a long time before i hit that 500 to be able to get the uh, cargo run achievement done for the athena's fortune i just don't i just don't really like running them right now so with that being said i'm glad that we're getting more changes there and then hopefully that makes a difference going forward all right uh next item on today's docket real quick uh just gonna throw out there that this week best buy has sea of thieves on sale for 30 dollars. so if you are currently playing it on game pass and had been looking out for a deal for when it was actually going to drop in price now's a great time I imagine that they'll probably be doing this for this week, and I'm assuming that coming towards the one-year launch, that other websites will probably pick up on the, the one-year anniversary and probably do deals for it now. You can generally find these on cycle fairly often, though. I know this is uh, something that I've been noticing frequently with a lot of different vendors, whether it be Newegg or Amazon, Best Buy. Everyone seems to be doing the $30 Sea of Thieves deal uh, lately, and that's, that's great for people that are just getting into it. They're coming in at the best time to, to be able to try out all the new stuff that's come in, to really feel the world fleshed out, and generally just to have the, the game be able to, to support the devs and stuff. Until we get microtransactions, there's not really another way to really support the devs outside of uh, possibly just buying merchant uh, merchandise off of the store, but even that's going to be a small percentage that goes to the actual you know, store that, that runs all that. 
But yeah, during this week, uh, you'll be able to pick up Sea of Thieves for $30. And that kind of talks about, you know, how are we going to support the game post one year? Well, that's going to be microtransactions. So we know pets are coming. That's not something I'm really going to focus on. But one thing that did come from the weekly stream was Captain J uh, asking, he asked in his Discord for questions for the devs, and I posted the one that I came up with uh, from last week's episode about microtransactions that could be used in, uh, in in helping charities and getting cosmetics as a result. And that was something that Joe uh, actually addressed personally, and I was really happy to hear that he was impressed with the question. And it fits. I mean, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to Rare. They're very good about supporting communities and charities, and I don't see why we couldn't have some charities out there that, uh, for example, Special Effect, who are using the adaptive controller to help people with, uh, you know, with, with disabilities to, to be able to play games that they love. I, I would love to see, you know, different charity events or, or relief of uh, 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 groups that get, you know, a portion of the microtransaction proceeds to be able to help their cause and in return support the company, uh, Rare, and then, of, of course, giving the, the community new and interesting cosmetics for ships, for themselves, for weapons, things like that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad that Jay got the question out there. Uh, it was a point of pride that they knew what the Kill Hog podcast was, but at the same time, I talk with John uh I, I mean at some point I would like to talk to Joe but you know I, I I get his likes I get his likes that's all I, I mean that's enough so uh two last things that I did want to mention that are in res- were a result of the weekly stream uh when they were talking about the, the the gaps in the railing that kind of draw you over you know Joe was kind of joking about that and Shelly had been joking about cooking John talked about something that was hopefully coming in the next update that he was really curious to see like what what the community would think about it and that that just kind of leads me to think you know they're going to be adding little bits here and there before the major update to to kind of tease us for one but also stuff that can safely be implemented that they can just kind of push now as opposed to you know waiting for that that big update to actually drop so I'm curious to see what that is. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of pirates out there that are going to be combing the, the islands for changes and things like that. Uh, recently, we found out that uh, Say Hey Rocco, who is a, the cat puppet streamer and Twitter personality, has uh, gotten their own uh, their own uh, Easter egg in the game. And, you know, things like Tri-Headed Monkey, he's, he's been in there as well, which was a reference to the, uh, the, the um, oh, I just blanked on what they're called. You guys are going to hate me for not remembering Guybrush. Uh, gosh, what are those games called? Hold on, I got to look it up. Okay, I looked it up. It's it's the Monkey Island stuff. Sorry. I I don't know why I blanked on that so hard. But anyway, uh, you know, Tri-Headed Monkey got the reference from the uh, Monkey Island games and his handle. And, and then we had Say Hey Rocco got her uh, Easter egg in the game, which is... Uh, a cat with uh, a bar of music below it and then a bunch of chickens to, to represent the chicken rave uh, that she had a clip of on her, her Twitter, which is it's just hilarious to me. I just think it's so hilarious, all the chickens and stuff, and they're all moving, and then people are flashing lights, and there's rave music going on in the background. It's just it's great. I love that, that stuff. It's so much fun to see these little Easter eggs pop up in the community. Uh, I'm still looking for Captain Jay's for the crow's nest. I know it's I know it's in there somewhere. 
uh, for sure. I'm just hoping hoping that at some point we'll actually uh, we'll actually be able to see that soon. Okay, I said I wanted this to be a short episode, so I'm going to talk about one more thing, and then I'm going to close it out with a couple first mates logs um, and, and maybe a small little story that I had yesterday night that was actually really just kind of funny. But the the thing that I wanted to talk about was one of the questions that came in on the weekly stream that is something, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you may remember me talking about this in the past. I am a huge uh, supporter of the, the ability to dynamically change ship type in session to preserve progression, but also to allow you to pull in friends when you have a smaller ship and you can't necessarily uh, add them to the ship because it's limited based on the number of crew. Also, if you lose people, you want to be able to downsize to the remaining few pirates that you have without necessarily starting on a whole new server. Maybe you like where you're at, maybe you're in the middle of a good voyage, but they got to go. Things like that to be able to, to to dynamically change the type of ship that you have to either add or subtract players as you go would be amazing and i know uh joe kind of deferred to shelly on this and they they agreed that it's not something that they don't want to do that there's no reason why they why they would not do this it's just something that's going to be really technically hard to do and i think that's uh you know there's there's some there's some hints that they're working on something right now that's not in the game uh if you've ever been in the game and never had a ship spawn on top of your ship like that's not normal ships don't normally spawn on top of each other in in the islands you know if you if you spawn into the game you're usually at an outpost that doesn't have anyone but if you're at an outpost and uh you you've parked kind of fairly well in at the actual dock there's a good chance that you're going to have a something happen when when you pull up to the dock and and every once in a while you might actually have a ship that actually spawns in on top of you and stuff so uh, there's something going on there it's really strange i'm not sure what it is Next up on today's docket, just a quick little captain's log for you. I had the opportunity to uh, play with Twisted Shots TV on Saturday evening, and I haven't been able to play with him since last week. Uh, with the change in schedule, with me working evenings, uh, I haven't been able to jump on and play with anyone from the, the Keelhaw Discord as well, too. And I, I got an opportunity to jump in yesterday, and we played some Apex Legends at first, but we just weren't feeling it. We, we couldn't get a good groove going, and we only had two people, so we, we always had a third person that we couldn't really communicate with. So we decided to jump over to Sea Thieves, and we had maybe about an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half left to play. And as we got on, uh, we popped into Ancient Spire Outpost and had a good time. We, we were stocking up, we were dropping a voyage, and we decided to head over to uh, Crook's Hollow to, to pick up a couple chests. Well, over at uh, Old Boot Fort, we noticed that there was a brigantine and a sloop that were allied working on the fort. Now, a storm was pretty close by. It had already kind of you know, moved its way in and was starting to kind of uh, breach upon our, our area. And we noticed that as we were getting up treasure, we were just kind of finding a skeleton from a, a message in a bottle and loading up the boat that the brig had left. The skull fort had been down and they'd gotten all the loot and the sloop was actually caught in a kraken and twisted wanted to go take him out so i was like all right well we got two options you know we can either try and join alliance and leech off of the uh, the gold that they turn in unbeknownst to the brig who's already gone 
or we could just sink the uh, the sloop and take the the Kraken and the sloop for ourselves. So I uh, we sailed over there and we tried to join the alliance, but the sloop didn't have the alliance flag up. So we had to to resort to uh, going over and trying to talk to them. So I shot myself over, uh, swam over to the sloop. And as soon as I got on top of the actual uh, sloop deck, um, and bear in mind, I'd been using my speaking trumpets up until then to try and say like, hey, do you need any help? We're here, we're friendly, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the guy shoots me in the face with a blunderbuss. Fine, totally understandable. Weird dude on the ship in the middle of a Kraken, you don't want to deal with it. So I am in the water at this point and I get sucked up and I'm stuck uh, in the Kraken looking at all that's going on. Meanwhile, Twisted is coasting around the edge of the Kraken just to kind of keep an eye on what's going on when a Megalodon spawns and starts encircling both of us. So as this is all going on, I die to a couple sharks and then my dead body gets picked up by a Kraken arm again. And I'm sitting there with no health in a Kraken, unable to do anything until eventually I black screen and end up on the ferry. Apparently the Kraken realized I was dead. So after the Kraken got done flinging my dead body from here and there, uh, I get back from the ferry of the damned and shoot myself over to the, the, over to the actual sloop again. And this time I successfully board because the Meg had just chomped the sloop and the, the solo pirate on there had to go down and actually start filling in holes. So I climb on top of the on the top of the ship and I drop his anchor because he's been trying to sail out of the Kraken since he got into it. I drop his anchor to force him to actually deal with that. He comes up and he starts pushing the anchor. Meanwhile, I'm climbing up his crow's nest and I grab the one powder keg that was up there. I didn't know at the time so I lit the powder keg and I dropped it onto the mid deck when I got done uh, uh, dropping it it explodes and then two more explosions go off on the ship and I find out that he's actually stored a couple kegs on the actual uh, like middle deck portion and his whole ship just begins taking on water like it just it's it's going down it's it's pretty bad so I jump down and he's dead. I'm looking around and I see that there's about maybe a third of the, the loot in the actual ship. And I grab the stronghold skull and I start swimming with it. So I get a fair amount away from the actual wreck and eventually it goes down and he pops up next to the mermaid. And as I start swimming back towards him, I realize I'm splitting the loot. I should really keep it all in one spot. That way we can do this. Um, meanwhile, Twisted, who had been patiently waiting for something to happen, uh, asked if I if he should do anything. And I said, yeah, go ahead and start heading in. We can kill the Kraken. Well, he gets attacked and sucked up and we get slapped or bitten. I can't tell which, but I'm in the middle of the water. He's sucked up by a Kraken and our ship's going down. Uh, he manages to make it back and barely saves the ship, but the, the ship has taken a beating and we're now taking on so much water that I have to abandon all the loot. So all the loot is just sitting in, right next to where the, the dead pirate and the dead and the ship sank in the middle of the water. And I'm trying to get a decent bearing on where it's at, but it's kind of tough because there's a storm on top of us as well as the Kraken and the Megalodon. We get back, uh, he gets back to the ship. He's just bailing. He's just tossing water like a, like a beast. And I'm just kind of popping back in and trying to help bail. And we start getting some of the holes taken care of. And we manage to get to a point where it's it's relatively safe to, to leave the, the bottom deck. And we start trying to get away from the Kraken. 
We manage to get away from the Kraken, but the Megalodon is still on us, and the brig starts coming around, and a sloop starts popping up, and a ghost ship is nearby. And at this point, I'm just about ready to to give it up uh, as far as like the actual treasure. It's, it's not going to be something easy to find. And we sail over to the area where it's at, and I'm looking around, and I can't find anything, and I'm frustrated because I'm just like, ah, oh, there's a there was a stronghold skull that I had and I don't see it but I do see a crate of sugar and I'm kind of satisfied with that you know knowing that everything else sank is kind of a big bummer but you know we did get some we got, we got a little sugar out of it so it wasn't too bad so plus we had gotten a ruby um, statue from Crook's Hollow and a couple chests and we eventually uh, left the area abandoned the megalodon abandoned the kraken got out of the storm and made it back over to crook's hollow where we picked up our last chest and decided to go turn in that was about the time that i actually had to get going so that was kind of the end we decided to sail over to plunder outpost and turn in everything that we had and while we didn't exactly get the 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 great amount of loot that we wanted it was really satisfying to deny both ships uh, a good portion of the the skull fort loot uh, we never saw the the brig or the uh, sloop come after us after that i think I, i'm pretty sure the one pirate that you know that that jumped into the server and had had his ship sunk i'm pretty sure he must have just rage quit i probably would have if i had just lost it uh with the brig nowhere to be found so it, it you know not the best story in the world but it was amazingly satisfying to jump into see if he's play for about an hour and not necessarily get a whole lot out of it but have a lot of fun <laughs> Next up on today's docket, let's take a first mate's log from Chief4150. He wrote in email. You can do the same at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. I get tons of emails from folks from time to time that share their stories, and this is no different. I'm going to read this raw, so if I mess it up, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to keep the story uh, the, the kind of special. But I know it kind of deals with some of the community members as well, too, but here goes. Hey, Logan. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Uh, had a fun and stressful sale tonight with Schlugenda, uh, Georgie Boy, and TN Professor doing an Ashen Athena's Voyage. I'd never done an Athena's Voyage before, so I had no idea what to expect. We completed the first half of the quest in the Devil's Roar pretty easily until a volcano took the entire crew out and sank our ship full of loot and spawned us as far west as possible. I know that pain. We sailed back to the Roar and continued the voyage and got the final island, Ashen Reaches, when Georgie noticed a mermaid near the shore. We were immediately boarded by a pirate whose PvP skills were beyond any I had ever faced. He killed us multiple times and helped himself to our ammunition and bananas until his brig arrived to finish us off. We spawned back in and went back for the Ashen Reach, and guess who was waiting for us? They charged us, and we had a brief volley of cannon fire until they needed to turn around. The then seas turned black and the Kraken attacked the brig, allowing us to dig up the final chest and reveal our Athena's map. We raced north to Fletcher's Rest to dig up the Ashen Athena's chest, all the while being followed by the brig. We lost sight of them, though took our time getting the chest. As we headed to Morrow's outpost, we thought we were in the clear until the brig came around and the far end and headed straight for us. 
we turned it west and headed for Ancient Spire Outpost. A skeleton ship spawned and forced the brig to detour around it. We let our ship sail by the outpost as we jumped off with our chest to run it into the and the brig had no idea. We lost a lot of treasure to volcanoes and pirates, but I had a, a lot of fun completing my first Athena's voyage. Thanks, Chief4150. Chief, thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's it's always painful when you don't get that treasure. You know, you you work for it, you try to get it all, and when stuff like that happens, it's 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 rough. It's painful. Uh, I know how it feels for sure, and uh, I can only hope that in the future you have better voyages, that you have uh, more treasure, and you know, just be careful out there in the roar, man. It's it's a dangerous place, and. You were right to be suspicious of the mermaid. Um, some of the best things I can recommend are when you're uh, when you're boarded by another player and all of you are dead, wait to spawn in and go all at once. That way there's multiple people spawning at the same time in different areas and there's more of an opportunity for you to try and regain control of the ship. Uh, when you're being chased, the best thing I can recommend is to, to try and use the environment to your advantage or send off one person to try and constantly drop their anchor. It's not always possible, but sometimes it can help out. Good luck in the future. <laughs> So I haven't gotten any reviews in a while for the podcast, so there's nothing to read there. But I did want to take that time, and I know I said it was going to be a short episode, I'm sorry. Uh, I did want to take some time to talk about the another First Mates log, this time coming from Freyika. Uh, in the Discord channel, you can always jump in, join our community. There's a place, a channel, dedicated just to First Mates logs. Good stories for people to enjoy. This one is recent uh, from yesterday night. Tonight may have been one of my finest nights of piracy. I joined a random brig and upon loading in the crew, basically let them know that I only had one disgraced, but they are getting ready to attack a sloop ahead parked at an island. Got to the island, boarded the sloop, and it was full from bow to stern, all nice and neatly organized. I managed to kill both pirates aboard, ram them into an island, and continue killing them until the boat sank loaded as much loot as we could as fast as we could and we couldn't load it all up before the sloop got back to us i put about 5k of loot into a rowboat dropped it off and then used a speaking trumpet to say all right mateys here's your dilemma do you chase us for your loot or find out what rowboat what the what the rowboat has in store for you i hid under the boat uh, they took the bait jumped on board ran them ashore uh, again and sank them we loaded the rowboat back up sailed towards the next outpost and they once again caught us because we were unfortunately sailing into the wind we also were sailing by a fort as we were going by uh, with a galley there i can into the galley convinced them the sloop had been chasing us forever I may have left out why we why they were chasing us the sloop then sailed to the fort on the way by to see if they would ally since i had already briefed them on the matter the galley just sank the sloop we managed to cash in about 40k of loot needless to say i added both of my crew members to my friends list after that oh and these two pirates i was sailing with were as fresh as a newborn babe still getting their sea legs this was more loot than they had ever seen 
Freika, that's a great story. That's awesome. And I'm glad that you got to give them an opportunity to see some fine piracy at, at hand. Uh, getting those getting those, those treasure halls are some of the best. And they don't happen too often. But man, when they do, it's sweet, sweet, sweet piracy. Uh, congrats to you on the treasure and the new friends. Hopefully you get a chance to bring them to the podcast uh, Discord server. And I invite everyone else to come to the Discord server as well, too. It's a good place for people like Freika, like uh, Super Pack and Miguela, like Amina, uh, like Evil Monkey and Ors Blue Fog. Some of our newer pirates out there, uh, like Beard Games and Ben, uh, we've got Chief that just came in recently, Doubtless Trout, Drunken Monkey. There's so many people that I could name off that are all, com- you know, Hydro Toaster, who, who've been coming in and spending time in the community and s- sailing with others. It's been great, and I couldn't ask for, for more people, or I couldn't ask for better people to come in and actually play play the game and talk with each other and help each other out. I think this is going to do it. <laughs> All right, pirates, another week has gone by, another one in the books. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys listening to this. I appreciate you spending the time. Again, I'm very excited that this is the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I look forward to seeing what the next year brings us. Um, If you have any questions, concerns, if you have any feedback, you can always reach me on the Discord. The link is always in the show notes. You can join up. If you don't know what Discord is, it's just a meeting place. It's uh, got channels to chat in. You can post videos. You can post photos. You can voice chat with other people. And it's just a nice place to have to uh, have like a community, uh, you know, sheltered community away from the rest of the, the internet. Um, if you want to reach out to me other ways, there's plenty of ways to do it. You can always send an email in, uh, like Chief did, and uh, that's C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, that's a great place to get a hold of me because I'm always there. That's at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N. Otherwise, uh, my gamer tag is C-A-P-T-A-I-N. L-O-G-U-N, no space. It's just Captain Logan. Like I said, I've been pretty busy with the new job, and I got my bike back, so I'm independent. Uh, I'm able to not harass my wife for, for things anymore, and uh, I'm able to, to actually play in the mornings and do some streaming. Uh, I'm going to try and get a better sleep schedule from work so that I can actually do this on a regular basis. Pirates, thank you. I love you. I hope you have yourselves a good week, a good weekend. And I look forward to sailing with you on the sea of peace.